0: I'm Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. Today on Suite 1111, I'm speaking with the Editor-in-Chief, Eduardo Medina, about his story on Bruce Murray, a professor in the College of Education whose students say is indicative of the anti-LGBTQ culture at Auburn. Eduardo will be telling us how he reported this story and who he spoke with. He'll also go into the response the story has received and what professors, including Murray, are saying. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Eduardo Medina. Hey, this is Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Suite 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com, click on the upper right-hand button that says Donate, and support over 125 years of local, independent journalism right here on the Plains. Once again, that's theplainsman.com, and find the orange button that says Donate. Thanks in advance for your support, and now back to the show. So, Eduardo, I know a lot of this story, we're seeing a lot of response from people who aren't actually involved in the story saying, you know, the planesman went and found the story, but you and I both know that, you know, we had people come to you and kind of voice their concerns. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the people that came to you and talked to you?
1: Sure. Yeah. So that's something that I saw in a couple of Facebook comments. And that's something that, you know, I wanted to make sure that I addressed here. So there's a a line in the story that says uh, a number of students, comma, including some who have taken Bruce Murray's class, comma, came to the Plainsman with concerns about his Facebook posts that they believed were homophobic and transphobic. The students believed that. So this wasn't a case of, you know, me stalking a professor's Facebook account. This was a case of people coming to us and bringing these concerns to us. Uh, This wasn't me actively seeking out Someone's posts or going into people's Facebook. It was it truly did come to us in the form of an anonymous tip. Sometimes, sometimes it came in the form of anonymous tips rather, but it really did come to the Plainsman.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know that luckily we had very brave students coming forth and you know talking about things that have bothered them, specifically about the you know their professor, which isn't always the easiest thing to to do. But, you know, now you have to deal with, you know, confronting Bruce Murray. So how did you go about that? How did you go and, you know, ask him these questions and give him a fair chance to properly defend himself, um, give his side of the story?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, once I looked through his Facebook account and once I spoke to more students and once they told me, you know, what they believed about these posts, I went to Bruce Murray's door in the Haley Center, his office in Haley Center. And I told him in person, you know, I'm doing this story on you. Would you want to talk about this now? you want to come in later? So we talked about it then. He agreed to an interview. And so uh, this was a week and a half out from when the story published, which is, um, I think, fair and generous amount of time to allow someone to respond and to ponder what they said to me. But anyways, I, I went to his office and I interviewed him and I told him what these students' concerns were about what he was posting on his uh, once public Facebook because it was made private in the middle of reporting this story. And that's something that I asked him too. I said, I asked him, Dr. Murray, I noticed that your Facebook was made private. Uh, Could you tell me why? And uh, he kind of paused and then he said, well, I'm up for uh, promotion and tenure. And so um, he didn't want to, he didn't want his Facebook posts, his public Facebook posts to affect his chances of getting this promotion or tenure. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I mean, when you do a story like this, it's important to really talk to all sides. And I mean, you can't really do this without speaking mm-hmm. to the man it's kind of about. And so um, I wanted it to be as fair as possible. And I didn't want it to be a case of, hey, we're printing tomorrow. Go ahead and respond to all these claims against you. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be, here's what students are telling me, Dr. Murray. Tell me your side of it. Um, and he had a chance to not only... Uh, respond to what students were concerned about, but he also ended up writing us a letter that we printed mm-hmm. and that we published it online um, at the same time as we did the actual story. Uh, well, actually, not at the same time. We, the The story went out at like 8 a.m., and then his letter went out at like, I, I think it was 10 a.m., so a little bit afterwards. But in our print edition, it was literally page one, page two is the story, and on page three is Bruce Murray's letter. And so I think we did a good job of being as fair as possible to to his side of it.
0: Yeah. So you have talked to the students. Now you've talked to the person that their concern was about. Right. Where do you go from there? How do you find out more about what this really means rather than just Facebook posts?
1: Sure. Yeah. So it was interesting because when I spoke to the students and when they came to us, yes, they were upset about what he was posting. They, they believed, the students told me that they believed it was homophobic and transphobic and very much anti-LGBTQ. But they also said to me that his posts, one student in particular, Lucas Copeland, he said that his, his posts, this professor, Bruce Murray, was indicative of a larger culture in Auburn that's okay with being dismissive of concerns with the LGBTQ community. That's mm-hmm. what he told me. I think at that point, when, once I spoke to enough students, it became obvious that this was bigger than just being mad at a professor. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, yes, we're upset at this professor, but this professor is so, he's such a this is a prime example of why it's hard to be a student that's LGBTQ at Auburn. Yeah. And so that's when I realized that the story should be more about the actual culture at Auburn with re- regards to yeah. being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender questioning. So um, with that in mind, I went and spoke to, um, you US I spoke with, right? Mm-hmm. And so I spoke with Bruce Murray's quote unquote bosses, the department head for the College of Education, I spoke to the associate dean for the College of Education. I printed out screenshots of Bruce Murray's Facebook posts and his letters that he had sent to the Opelika Arbor News from 2000. I can't remember the dates. 2003, I want to say, to 2014. And so I printed out the screenshots and the letters, and uh, that way I just I could show um, the dean and the department head what these students were concerned about specifically. Mm-hmm. And um, you know the, the department head couldn't comment on personal matters related to his faculty. He just said that there's plenty of work to be done. And the dean said that she thought the posts were disturbing, um, that she would be offended by them, but that Bruce Murray is within his right, that he has freedom of speech to post uh, whatever he chooses on Mm -hmm. his Facebook.
0: You know, we earlier this year or earlier this semester, we got the Princeton Review saying that Auburn Mm -hmm. is one of the um, most anti-LGBT or most unfriendly to the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, after you've got your story and then you have Bruce Murray's um, letter, then you get this letter from more College of Education professors.
1: Yeah. So that was, um, yeah. So the story's published. The story goes out on a Thursday. Bruce's letter goes out on a Thursday. And then that same day, I get an email from a professor in uh, English education saying, uh, hey, we're expecting to write a letter in response to um, the story. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it's called Critical Studies Working Group. It's basically a group of professors in education and teaching, and they basically say, we stand with LGBTQ students. We want this place. We want Auburn to be more inclusive, more welcoming of... uh, the LGBTQ community, and uh, yeah, that was a the response they sent. That was on, uh, we published that on Friday, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it, I think, how many professors was it? I think it was, I want to say it was 10, around 10 professors, um, and then today, this morning, we received a short letter signed by 183 faculty and staff uh, members here at Auburn University saying that... Um, you know, they recognize that Auburn is not a great place for LGBTQ people in general, mm-hmm. let alone students, and that they stand with them. And um, yeah, we got that in the mail today.
0: So the story is not only about Bruce Murray, it's about this undercurrent of fear that we see for, or that we have been told about for students that are LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus you didn't do your story just on Bruce Murray. You took these parts and you tried to like tell the stories of these students. Can you tell me a little bit about those students and what they experienced at Auburn?
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, there was one student and this is how the story starts. Uh, Her name is Heather Mann. And she talks about being in calculus class and having a rainbow pin And um, hearing these other guys saying slurs and, you know, just saying what she believes were uh, negative and hurtful and hateful remarks against the LGBTQ community. And so she talks about how, you know, she either had two options. She could either confront them and just face the aftermath of that or just be quiet and have to deal with it. And she said that she... Uh, just remained quiet all semester and didn't really confront it. And she said that that experience is multiplied uh, by most LGBTQ students here, is what she told me, that it's not a... This campus is not a conducive environment for uh, who they are. And so uh, a lot of times they have to, you know, stay quiet when they hear these types of things. And uh, that played into... What Lucas Copeland told me, he's the longest serving member of uh, Spectrum, and he said, you know, that the city of Auburn, unlike uh, Birmingham and Montevallo, and in some ways Tuscaloosa, I guess, but less so in Tuscaloosa, but that, you know, Auburn doesn't have any anti-discrimination clauses. Mm -hmm. um, So what that means is, you know, in Auburn, you can still be fired for being gay. You can still be kicked out of your residence for being a lesbian. Um, you can be denied a promotion because you're a transgender woman or man. And so um, he talked about how ironic it was that here's this professor saying what he believes are homophobic remarks and transphobic remarks, and yet a a gay worker or transgender worker can be fired just for being gay and transgender. And so he he said that he saw the irony there, Um, the tragic irony, he said. And so... uh, You know, those are kind of specific examples. Uh, A woman who is trans, um, a student here, told me that she hasn't experienced much transphobia here at Auburn. Mm -hmm. But the big asterisk asterisk in that, and what she told me in that statement is that she hasn't experienced it because she has to put up this loud, uh, brazen, just as fortified front, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. That's what she told me. And she said that she has to... Do that, be loud and be aggressive, to protect herself. Um, and in the story, I mentioned how the first transgender homicide of 2019 in the United States happened 50 miles from here, it was in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that just goes to what the student told me that you know that she has to be extra careful of her body and extra careful of how she walks on campus and how she mm-hmm. displays herself. And so uh, yeah, that's what they told me.
0: And you know, there's this big divide between free speech and hate speech Mm -hmm. Um, because some people look at Bruce Murray's speech as hate speech. Others are saying that, you know, it is free speech. Did you find any um, in writing, you know, a specific line that is crossed um, that protects people who are victims of hate speech?
1: Um, No, I I think, you know, with with that, with the whole free speech aspect of the story, I think I'll, we will let the university deal with that Mm -hmm. and students deal with that. The story, you know, gives Bruce's side of it that says that is free speech Mm -hmm. and it gives the student side of it, which says, yes, it's free speech, but it's um, not conducive to a good learning environment. Yeah. And so uh, I think, you know, we'll just see what the university does uh, with the situation. And uh, one last thing before we before we cut this, uh, before we leave, is two things. So one, I want to be really transparent and uh, say that, you know, I, I, I did mess up in one portion of the story. Um, I quote in the letter he sent um, that, you know, I forget the exact quote. I should have it in front of me. But it, he basically said that, um, I quoted it in the story that he was saying, Jubilant homosexuals are losers. Mm-hmm. But what he meant is that, you know, he wasn't saying that gay people are losers. He was saying that men and women and children are the losers in a situation where gay people are allowed to be married. So he wasn't saying gay people are losers. Mm-hmm. He was saying that Win versus straight lose. men, women, and children in general are the losers in that situation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's updated in the story now. And we'll run that correction in print. And the other thing I wanted to say is also in the spirit of fairness, um, instead of me, you know, saying, every, telling, saying everything that Bruce told me, relaying that information, I think I'll just pause here and our uh, news director, Grayson Moyer, will input some of the audio from the interview, my interview with Bruce Murray. Mm-hmm. And so that way, listeners can, can hear what he told me and uh, some snippets of that. So that's again, just to be fair. Yeah, of course. Students that I spoke with said they were concerned about this one. Uh, it says, today's liberals are so dumb, they think men can change into women. Right, and which so, is
2: impossible, biologically impossible.
1: Sure. Uh, students say that that is, um, you know, hateful towards the transgender community. Well, uh, I wonder if you could respond to that.
2: Stating facts is not hateful. Gotcha.
1: So you don't see this as...
2: We have 37 trillion cells in our body. Every one of them is programmed with either 2X or XY chromosomes. There's no possible way to change. So stating facts, I don't think, is hateful. It's stating it probably in a forceful way. I use a lot of memes. Sure. um, No, I don't think there's any hate involved in stating facts.
1: Right. Uh, A lot of the students I spoke with, they said that when they look at these posts uh, made by you and your Facebook, that they feel that it is... um, you know, threatening their community and is a form of harassment.
2: Well, Facts don't threaten. Facts are just something you have to deal with. There's no possible way. There was a post yesterday about a guy who ran a... um, won a bicycle race. Obviously a guy. He was about a foot taller than anybody else, had big manly build, and that's a huge advantage. And it seems sort of unfair to pretend that he's a woman. Can I
1: ask you what your overall thoughts are on the LGBTQ community? It seems to be a, a, a pattern in your posts. I'm
2: a, I'm a Christian. Sure. I believe what... Can I ask you to just up? Sure. I believe what the Bible teaches. I believe what Jesus taught. Jesus affirmed everything in the Old Testament about homosexuality. That it's, it's not a good choice. It's a choice and it's not a good choice. Sure.
1: Uh, thank you, Michaela.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for explaining your story. Sweet. My thanks to Eduardo Medina for being with us today. You can find his story on our print edition around Auburn and online at theplanesman.com. Suite1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network and a co-production with Weagle Radio. Special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like this show, we'd love if you subscribe to it and let us know how we're doing and give us a quick review. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.